Welcome to episode 27 of the Dave Witty Show. I'm your host, Dave Witty. Thanks again for tuning in, folks. Big thanks to my pal Nick King for joining me on last episode. Uh, big shout out to him and all the cool things he's doing. Make sure you do check out that episode and uh, and follow along on Ollie's Pasta and all the cool things that Nick is up to. I uh, got another great episode coming up for you this week, folks. Had uh, Mr. Colin Hollett just finished up on the Best Kind Comedy Tour with uh, some previous guests of mine and, and also good friends. I mean, uh, Mike Lynch. Brent, Brian Aylward and and of course Brent Mack I mean had all of those three guys on and and they're kind of uh, what make up the best kind of comedy tour they just wrapped up 40 shows uh, you know right across the country and um, and they do it well and they're they're awesome dudes and uh, and and I had a great chat with Colin uh, we had a laugh actually it was it was you know a really funny episode because we were just really shooting the shit it wasn't more about all the little things we were just kind of shooting the breeze which is kind of fun and and kind of where this podcast kind of originated from so you know, make sure you do stick around for that, for that little chat we had uh, with with Colin. So it was, uh, yeah, because it was it was a good laugh for sure. Um, lots going on over here. I mean, obviously nothing too musical. I've been uh, still on hiatus from from gigs and stuff. Uh, really decided to take a step back from the kind of George Street scene. Uh, it was really weighing on me. I mean, I mentioned this all in the last episode, but just been putting a lot of time and effort into uh you know my own stuff my own music and my own and my own works and uh just feel like it was kind of getting drowned out in uh in george street and george street's a different beast it kind of sucks you in and and it's it you know kind of an easy way to make some cash and and it's it's always there so i just i kind of just wanted to do something different and gonna try to still do that so um you know feeling the feeling the burn in the pockets a little bit lately just because i've been so you know, reliant on, on, on those kind of George street gigs, but I mean, that's it. That's the, this, the bed I made and I'm going to try to stick with it for a little while. Anyways, you know, with that being said, I have announced a big show, um, Saturday, November 13th at the ship in the historic ship in, um, doing a solo show there. I'm going to be doing two sets. Show starts at nine. Um, you can buy tickets now. You can go to my website, www.davewoody.com, or just shoot me a message and I can send you a direct link on where to get it on the Eventbrite. But I've got it posted all over my social media channels. You should be able to find it pretty easily. Tickets just 10 bucks, guys. Just wanted to try something a little different here and try to sell some tickets to a solo show, kind of see what kind of, um, you know, what kind of audience I can I can garner and who I can get to come out and and just a kind of a little experiment. Also, really looking forward to just playing some tunes. Honestly, I, I've, it's a shame. It's it's probably the longest I've I've gone in in twelve thirteen years where you know I haven't um, I haven't done any any gigs. So it's uh, it's been a long stretch. Definitely looking forward to uh, to hitting the stage again to ship. So like I said, you know, hit up my website or, or shoot me a message and, and I can send you along a link to uh, to pick up some tickets if you're so inclined. Just be a couple sets of me. Uh, going to do a ton of my original stuff from all three of my records. Uh, you know, I'm going to pick and choose a couple little covers in there, ones I like, and and uh, try to make a great night of it. I'll also have a bunch of merch on hand, you know, my shirts, hoodies, hats, uh, all kinds of different stuff, some CDs and stuff like that if you feel so inclined. So, uh, you know, if you want to come check out a night of music, that could be the one for you. Uh, um, yeah, just shoot me a message or, or hit up my website there, and you'll uh, you'll be guided right to it. Um, obviously, in my downtime, been playing a bunch of music myself here at home. Been uh, really playing with this beast back here, this piano, and 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 playing a lot of guitar. Uh, I'm trying to write as much as I can. I'm just trying to write anything. I mean, I'm just trying to get 
just songs out as, as much as I can because I found over the last couple of years I've really taken a hiatus to writing because I've just been so drowned in in, in, in the pub pub gigs and, and stuff like that that I've been finding it really tough to even you know want to want to write or want to pick up a guitar in the daytime so the, the break has been really nice like that obviously been watching a ton of sports guys you know me um, watching the Leafs lose and watching the Leafs win I mean it's an up and down battle with the Leafs Always going to be not going to dig into it too much right now. I mean, me and Colin actually had a great chat about the Leafs. Shocking, I know, but um, just want to say that I am really psyched on the uh, on the Morgan Riley signing. I was I was happy with that number and happy with that uh, that extension. Um, the Raptors are back as well. Really fun to see the Raptors. Didn't really have a whole lot of expectations going into this season, but I got to say um, that number fourth overall pick, Scotty Barnes, he's looking tight right now. Looks like he's been in the league for 10 years. Um, Raps managed to, to beat the Knicks last night without Scotty Barnes, which is funny even saying that because he's a rookie. But, I mean, this guy's got a great presence. He seems like he's a, you know, He's great with the media, but he's also, you know, a dominant force out there. So, you know, really excited to see what the Raps are going to do this year. It's going to be an interesting year. It'll be really fun to see when Pascal comes back and mix up them uh, one, two, and three positions there and see how they kind of push around the different numbers. So, um, you know, just looking forward to uh, the rap season. Uh, it's, it's already caught me by surprise, which has been great. Um, Packers are still rolling, guys. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he's just, he does Aaron Rodgers things. Um, last week, I mean, without Devontae Adams, without Lazard, uh, we lost Tanyan in the, uh, or Tanyan in the, uh, in, in the middle of the game, but Rodgers still managed to pull it out. So, um, that was a huge win. That was a huge win for the, for the Packers. Um, Went out a couple weeks ago and went out Thursday. Big shout out to my pal Tino Borges. He took me out and we went out and had a bite to eat at the Adelaide Oyster House. Shout out to Brandon Francis and the Adelaide Adelaide Oyster House. We had an awesome feed, guys. It was so, so good. I can't get over how good the food was there. I mean, I've eaten there a ton of times and every time it shocks me just how good it is. But after that, we went to the Bull and Barrel and caught a Mick Davis show. And man, Mick Davis rules, boys. Like, if you don't know Mick Davis in this city, you got to really check him out i mean he's playing all over the place he does a ton of solo stuff he does a ton of band stuff he's got a couple bands and you know he's just an awesome entertainer awesome voice awesome songs um i just wanted to give a shout out to mick because i gotta say i, I really uh, you know it was one of those nights where i got to sit down and really take in a show and i haven't done that in a while so uh you know big shout out to mick davis guys if you're listening to him uh if you if you if you if you want to listen to him i mean go check him out online and and uh, you know he rules um, lots going on within the city in the last couple weeks that I haven't got to dig into. First off, uh, mile one changed his name to Mary Brown Center. I mean, why not? I mean, I love this. I actually love that mile one has changed to uh, Mary Brown Center. A, we're supporting a local business built right here, guys, in Mary Brown's. How fun is that? Um, also, the names that have, people have been coming up with for the uh, for the new rink is is hilarious. I mean, I'm sure you've seen them all over Twitter and all over social media. It's been uh, been really funny. And, uh, you know, it's just great to see. Also, the Mile One moniker, it always seemed weird to me because, I mean, don't we work within kilometers here? I mean, I know it's the first mile and the TCH, I think it was the original idea of the name. But anyways, I always found it a little bit weird. But I'm psyched, I'm psyched that the uh, that Mary Browns took it over and it's, it's the new Mary Brown Center. The big pickle, as they say. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a cool cool change. And, and I mean, it's no different than anywhere else 
in the world, guys. You go anywhere, the Scotiabank Center, the uh, Remax Center, I mean, yada, yada. There's all these corporate names, and I think Mary Browns deserves it. I mean, they've shown what, it, like, it's it's incredible what Mary Browns has done from starting here in Newfoundland and, you know, the reach they have across, uh, you know, across uh, you know the world right now it's 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 exploding i see a bunch of their commercials all over sportsnet and they've got some of the raptors guys as as uh, you know in their commercials so it's it's pretty neat to see i got to say you know and and with regards to what was going on in, in the mary brown center which was supposed to be the newfoundland growlers i mean that's a whole other thing i mean i had a couple of the guys marcus and zach on from the growlers here a couple of weeks ago or a couple of episodes ago and uh, you know i was just you know chatting with them and how excited they were to get back get back playing in in uh, in St. John's in front of the front of the home crowd and stuff so it's really a shame to see what's going on there I mean nobody really knows the ins and outs except for who actually does know it but the public doesn't really know so it'll be interesting to see when that all unfolds but you know as of right now it's um the growlers you know they're kicked out of the rink and they're playing the first six games at home in CBS which is which is still pretty cool don't get me wrong but um you know me and Colin also had a huge had a huge chat about that um you know, in, in our conversation. And I'm, you know, if you know, Colin at all, he went off on his, on his, on his Colin Hall rant, which is awesome. That was the reason I got him on. Cause I really wanted to hear his opinion on all that. Um, so, you know, hopefully they can get the growlers back in the rink guys back downtown because it's really affecting. I mean, a lot of these small businesses, I seen Niall and other guests, uh, who I had on here from Newfoundland embassy. I seen him and his brother, Brendan, you know, they were expressing their, their feelings about, you know, the loss that, 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 that having, not having that, team and that rink is to the community i mean to the downtown core to hotels restaurants bars i mean that the the trickle down effect is massive with with the growlers and having somebody in that rink for you know 35 or 40 40 nights a year or whatever it is you know it's a huge impact to the economy downtown and and it's a shame to see that it, uh, it's unfolding the way it is but hopefully they can get back in the rink soon I wanted to touch on Squid Games. I did watch Squid Games recently, guys. Or Squid Game, sorry, Squid Game. Uh, if you haven't checked out this show, I got to say I loved it. I mean, I fell right into it. I binged it in, in two days. Um, you know, one of those crazy mind twist show or shows, kind of like sort of had like saw vibes where you have to like pick and choose the right thing to do if not death um but yeah it was a pretty pretty awesome pretty awesome show um if you haven't checked that one out definitely check it out um what else is going on halloween just passed just a couple days ago didn't do a whole lot for halloween this year buddy of mine usually has a party didn't have it this year he did it went a little different direction and i just kind of held tight i mean i haven't been haven't been gigging a whole lot so just been trying to uh, to lay low uh haven't gone out a lot um had crazy crazy night down here at my place uh downtown on on uh, on halloween evening um i'm obviously not going to mention where i live but i uh the neighbors were in a huge fight and anyways turns out one of the guys like lit half the apartment on fire and uh it was a wild evening down here i mean it was all over the news and uh, i was up the whole night kind of watching this unfold and there was fights and fires and i mean just downtown living it's crazy crazy stuff 
Oh man, but it was a wild, it was a wild Halloween uh, down here, uh, downtown St. John's for sure. Anyways, guys, that about does it for what's going on in my world. Um, it, like I mentioned, I do have, uh, I do have the the show coming up at the ship. Uh, you know, you can purchase tickets now and come out and check out a show. Oh, I wanted to mention, I'm also doing Tibbs Eve again. Um, if you know me, guys, you know I'm always putting off these huge Tibbs Eve parties at the Rock House. So keep the date or save the date, and um, you know I'll be putting off a big concert again on on Tibbs Eve. December 23rd here in St. John's. Um, that about does it for me, guys. Make sure you get your poppies. I got mine on uh, as we remember those who have, uh, you know, who fought for us for to be here and, and uh, to remember those fallen uh, in, you know, from years ago and, and uh, to really su- to support the, uh, you know, support everything around Remembrance Day. Um, that about does it for me, guys. I'm going to flip it over to uh, Colin Hollett. So uh, make sure you do stick around for that great interview. And I'd like to welcome Mr. Colin Hollow to the podcast. What's going on, Colin? Thanks so much for joining me today. How the hell are you doing, man? Oh, buddy, top shelf. Just had a great sleep. Uh, it's the first good sleep I had in about five months, I think. <laughs> is that because you're not? <laughs> is that because you're not sharing a bed with one of the boys, or that's definitely a part of it? Or is it uh, because you just said your buddy's got a really nice, comfy bed that you're staying in? Bed here, check it out. I'm in my buddy's spare room, in Calgary, right now. At this bed. Don't let the looks deceive you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, like you just mentioned, I know you're in Calgary right now. You just wrapped up the uh, the Best Con Comedy Tour, forty dates. Uh, I mean, Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, uh, Alberta, BC, tons of great shows in there. I was lucky enough to catch one of them uh, in Cornerbrook yeah. that we will talk about in a little bit, not right away. But uh, you know, overall, how was the success of the shows? I mean, how was the tour? Um, and, and did everything go kind of as planned as, as, as you, as you had thought? Buddy, it was, it was savage. Like we did 40, we have 41 shows across Canada from Newfoundland to BC. Like you said, you name you name the spots. We only had one show that got canceled out of 41. We did 40 out of 41, like to go nationwide from coast to coast in a pandemic and only have one show canceled. I mean, Jesus, I mean, what more do you want? 41, I guess, is what you want. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, in all honesty, man, like, yes, that was pretty incredible. And the crowds, man, like, I mean, we don't know, I'm sure, you know, you've been out performing um, for a while now. So, like, you know, and you'll, and you'll, and you'll feel it at your show at the ship for sure. You're definitely going to feel it there. Like, you lock people up for 18 months. You know, and I, I know in Newfoundland it wasn't it wasn't like the rest of the world because we had a we were one of the best places in the world to be actually, but um, dude, there's something something to the light at the end of the tunnel for everyone, and and that's the shows. There's a different energy in 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 all forty shows all across like everywhere. It's like this is different than any other year. Like there's just something in the room, man. You can't explain it. the laughs are bigger. It's, bigger smiles on the faces like when you're looking at the crowds like when you're and when you're out in the, out in the lobbies after the show just just the smiles on people's faces the body language as people as they're walking out of the theater or the comedy club it's just like the sense of like relief and happiness and joy and it's just there's a wicked energy man the tour was awesome like it was just it was the best yeah, no, that's great. And, and like I mentioned, I, I obviously caught one of those shows firsthand and, and I agree with you. I thought it was, you know, absolutely hilarious, but you're right, Colin, you, you nailed it there. I mean, it's, it's a little bit different here for, for Newfoundland. I mean, we were very, very lucky, I think with the pandemic that, you know, we were kind of in and out of these lockdowns. And when we weren't locked down, it was kind of like we had free reigns at a place, you know, with some type of 
obviously we we're kind of, you know, stipulations in different places, you know, limited capacities, et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, we we're pretty, pretty, pretty free wide open there. But I mean, that must have been why probably those shows like you had mentioned, especially on the West Coast of Canada, made such an impact because a lot of these places have been locked down. They haven't seen any, you know, entertainment come through and stuff like that. So I, I would imagine that's probably, you know, why these people were so amped up and, and ready to, to, to check out a show. See, we were so spoiled in Newfoundland, like again, because like, we had that initial lockdown in March of 2020. And much time is all messed up, but like, <laughs> but, it so still feels like, like the same year, man. It's been like three years of this COVID now, right? Like, like, like I said, I must like, like one of my, um, you know, genius comedy bits. Uh, but I was, <laughs> I was saying, you know, all across tours, like you're yeah, going to try to tell your friend a story this past summer, and say, hey, man, remember last year when we did that thing? But it wasn't. It wasn't last year. It wasn't last. So it was two summers ago. Exactly. But you say last summer when it was actually two summers ago, right? Because it's like the constant time is all like because it's like this summer, last summer was all one summer. It's I all, know. Like, it's all. It's anyways. It's fucked up. But I um, yeah. I don't. I don't know where I was going with that. I just man, the ADDs got mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, more so about just you know the folks, the folks on the west coast, you know, feeling pretty psyched to get right. out. Yeah, I yeah think, that's, right? what, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Right, 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 right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I um, I um, yeah, because we we got lucky. We had that lockdown in May to June, and then we were open up until that, that lockdown we had again. Just Wide recently. open. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, as open as you could be for a pandemic. Yeah. Right? I, did a, I, mean, I did a Christmas show last year with 125 people in it. I mean, right. I don't and know if anybody did it anywhere in the world at that point. Like, uh, No, man. And it was like, you don't. And I, I kind of had it because because we're so spoiled on the island. Like, so, like the one time in our life, you're spoiled on the island. And you yeah, been saying you know, that the whole time, man, it's the first time that being on an island has been an, an advantageous to us. Yes, and then we're there, and then you forget, but that's that was the thing that I really realized being in Alberta and BC is like, man, these people have been locked up, like for the most part. Like they, you know, they they, they didn't have life hasn't been the same for them as it has been for us, like because we had it pretty good, and they didn't. And buddy, were they ever excited? I mean, sure, the Fort Mac show showed it like a month and a half in advance, like last year, last year, I just, I just did again last year, <laughs> two years ago, we, uh, we sold it out, but it sold out like the day before the show. Right. Which was a massive accomplishment for us to sell that out. Right. Like, like that, like when we did, cause it's a big theater and we've always wanted to sell it for Mac. We've always had like great numbers, but we'd always had like ah, maybe 50 seats left or something, you know what I mean? Or 75 seats or something like still really good crowds. We always wanted to say, ah, we sold it out. And then we got to do it. And the day before the show, but man, this year we sold it like a month and a half before the show, man. Like full capacity. Yeah, that's like, incredible. Yeah, like it was because because that's how Jones and people were for it, man. Like it was, I'm telling you, man. And especially, was- I mean, I I would imagine, especially in places like Fort Mac. I mean, obviously, it goes without saying there had to be a ton of Newfoundlanders at that show, and and you know, East Coast Canadians as well. Not just Newfoundlanders, because I mean, the East Coasters like they love this shit too, man. I mean, they love a good good laugh from the boys from Newfoundland. So, I mean. For those people, I mean, they must have just been itching to get out and like hear a couple of the boys just getting on with their shit and having a big laugh and get out for a night of it, right? The heights of fucking foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. You'd be called the fucking foolish guy on comedy tour. It's just like, but yeah, we just out foolish, man. And just, yeah, people come in and love it. It's so funny. Like you say, we're in Bonneville and I uh, and I didn't know, but like after the show, I actually it was one of the first shows I found out. Over half the crowd there wasn't from Newfoundland. Blew me right away. 
but um, yeah, they were just excited. I mean, that's great. That means that there's an yeah. impact. There's there's an impact happening there, right? Because it yeah. goes it goes with saying in 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 show business. I mean, it always takes usually two or three times to kind of gather a base in these different towns. I mean, a lot of times you go into a place the first time you're going to sell 10 tickets and the next time you're going to go, you might sell 50 tickets and hopefully by that third time you're going to sell your 200 tickets or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of how it works, but it's great that there's, it's not only the Newfoundlanders who are just coming out to hear, you know, a few newfie jokes, et cetera, et cetera. Like they, it's, it's, it's catching on now. It's right. It's Canadian comedy, which is great. It's amazing. We, we did a show in Kelowna. So we started in 2018. Our first show was like 45 people or something. And we were even happy with that, to be honest with you. And then um, we did it in 2019 and we had a, a sellout crowd because we did a smaller room. Uh, it was like 80, 85 people. That's what the room could own. That's what we got. And we sold it out. But that's, that's, we weren't doing much more than that. And then, uh, hold on, buddy. I got And then, uh, let's do good. <laughs> this year, we do 2021, and uh, yeah, man, we, we in Kelowna, we had two, uh, 200 people out in Kelowna. Oh, and I'm great. telling you what, man, there's a lot of East Coasters there, yeah. But at the 200, I mean, you're going 100 or more. We're, we're Kelowna natives, or you yeah. know, from DC or you know, Western Canada or whatever, sure, yeah, you know? yeah. So, like, that was awesome, man. Like, that no, was awesome. that's really cool, man. Yeah, man. It's, um, uh, I wanted to ask you, so I, I kind of wanted to dig into tour a bit. I mean. Let's talk a little bit about what goes on with the tour. Uh, I know, obviously, it's just wrapped up, but, you know, I want to talk about some of your favorite your favorite moments, um, you know, from the Newfoundland stretch. And I want to talk about some of your, you know, from going across Canada. I mean, you did a ton of shows in Newfoundland. How many shows were across the island? I feel like, I feel like it was 22. Yeah, I was going to say it's at least 20, I believe, right? Yeah. And I mean, I was like I mentioned, I, I was lucky enough. Like, <laughs> so for anybody who's, who's, who's listening, who's following along to what I'm doing, I mean, I think it was about a month ago or I think it was mid or August. I think it was late August. I think is when it was when you guys were out in Cornerbrook. Myself and Mark Manning were out doing a couple of gigs at the Rotary Arts Center. And at the same time, uh, the boys were, were, were stopping into the west coast of the island there to do it, do a gig. Now, originally, we had planned to leave that Friday because we were supposed to play across back in uh, in Port Rexton on that Friday evening, but that was the same night of the hurricane here that, that that knocked down the iceberg alley and all that stuff. So instead of driving across the island, I mean, we had seen you guys are in town. I think one of us shot you a message said, "Boys, listen, you know, I think we're going to be in town. You know, we should link up for for a beer after the show." And you guys said, "Well, how about we get together before the show and during the show and after the show?" And we're like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." So I mean, we went out. Um, we had, we played a gig the night before in Cornerbrook, myself and Mark. We went out and had a couple pops and, um, you know, and then uh, the next day we're kind of like lazing around our apartment and I look out the front window and there's like 40 foot stretch limousine <laughs> pulls up. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Mark, did you order a limousine? He's like, oh, that's the boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was wicked, man. Like I got I got the video of you coming <laughs> coming up to the limo <laughs> and just coming up being like boys oh i was i was hurting too man i don't know i was like whatever we were at the night before man i was hammering draft pints and i don't know man just i was shook to death oh, and then man, next that- thing i open up this door and the boys got lizzie 
Birthday love and Lizzie. <laughs> Take my head, Phil. <laughs> we had that on great. You ran back inside your your combination. You're like, I can't handle it. <laughs> and I got another video. Dude, it was so stupid. So, yeah, that was uh, luxury limos in Cornerbrook. Yeah, no, that was a really fun day. I mean, they just basically took us around all day. <laughs> they're the, dude, they're beautiful people. Who was they the guy? What was the driver's name again? I can't remember. Steve? Trying to think of it. Steve was it? I don't know why I should be saying this. I don't know why. I can't. I well, Jesus, it was a buzz on of a day, anyways. I can't believe you guys performed that night. I can't believe you guys performed that night. Funny, I haven't had a day, boy. Like that's the time we shot your Christmas music video. Oh, oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's wondering what we're talking right now we shot a christmas music video jesus a while ago now with my good friend god rest his soul mr justin tobin uh he shot and directed that video but we did a day boil where uh you know on george street <laughs> i forgot that you were in that column man that is so hilarious. i always forget that i mean every year I, I fired up i'm like holy shit man look at the lineup we had going that day <laughs> and uh yeah i mean we just we literally just started shooting a video on George street at 11 o'clock in the morning. And we shot a video and shot a bunch of whiskey the whole day in and out of all these bars. And, and man, it was the, one of the funniest days of all time. I mean, it's such a, such a treat to get to do that with Justin as well, but, but yeah, I know, man, it was wicked. That was like his little send off project. I know, was- man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was wicked. But like, that was a, I'm not sure we're shooting a music video and the whole thing, like, you know, we're supposed to pretend to get Lotus in the video but instead we gets legit loaded <laughs> like we gotta make maybe 10 percent of the video shot we're all loaded Bomb. It's like, yeah it's like one o'clock in a day <laughs> one of the funniest one of the funniest clips from that um that video is is it, a, lot of, a lot of people don't know but there's a scene in it and we're all at green sleeves yeah and no, is not it? in the bathroom. Well, that, that's also hilarious. Yes, it is. But yeah. there's a scene where Lex comes out and he has a tray of shots. And there's, you know, we were shooting this this shot or the, you know, the scene where, you know, everyone's going to have a little shot here, you know. But this is like 1.30 in the day. And what we yeah. did is we actually filled up. I think there was like 17 or 18 of us, you know, in, in this scene. And we had 17 sh- uh, shots of water, but we stuck one shot of vodka right in the middle of it. It was just like a, a random shot that somebody had to suck back. Oh, man, that was gold, oh, man. What a hilarious day that was. That was something else. Callus was loaded. Oh, he? my God. He was, <laughs> he was the saddest. Us. He's in the middle of the street. Man, the guitar I used that day, well, he used that day, is still upstairs Kelly's from that day. Like, it's just still upstairs in the closet somewhere. But, but yeah, no, that's absolutely hilarious. That's funny you brought that up. That's, uh, that's well, wicked. Well, this is what this, this reminded me of that. It was. It was, like, the same thing, man. We were just, well, I mean, like, jeez, uh, oh, I'm, I'm so mad. I can't remember the guy's name. He was awesome, man. The, the, he was the, so awesome. That's so shocking for us. I know. The limo driver, he was incredible, man. He just... He took us around. Where do you want to go, boys? We said, I don't know, but take us wherever. Let's go. The best part was so, like, just to put in context. So they hit us up on uh, uh, luxury limos on Facebook, and they're like, Yeah, like, you know, we're so happy you're coming here. Like, we know you've had a hard year. We'd love to give you a limo for the day. Like, just, <laughs> and you know, you just give us a shout out. Like, and um, the one of the ladies that owns it or manages it, she's actually, uh, I forget if it's good friends or related to Steve Coombs. Is, Really funny comedian. Candy's opened up for Russell Peters and everything. Losing Matt Pearl. Hilarious friend of ours. 
So anyway, so she's got a soft spot for comedians, I guess. And she's like, yeah, we're like, sure, we'll take it. That, that sounds great, man. I love it. And the hospital should roof. We get there, like, man, where are we going to a corner brook or a limo? Like, I mean, you drive around 10, 15 minutes and you've got through it all. You know what I mean? Like, well, and here we are. We got like fucking six, eight hours to kill. Like, what are we doing? What are you? Uh, we just start, <laughs> we just start drinking. Like, like there's Signal Hill of Newfoundland, uh, of Quarterbrook. We go up there. We're just drinking daily, you know. Oh, yeah. Standing around drinking beers outside everywhere. But drives going everywhere. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> but the best, my favorite part of it all, my favorite part of it all, was when we went down that shore, that shoreline there. And then uh, there's beautiful park. Down that Ooh. park? Not a soul around? Not a soul. Not only was it not a soul, not a soul because it's locked up. <laughs> yeah. Right? That was my favorite part. Was that the gates across the driver gets out? Unlocks her. <laughs> the, the bars are too drunk and having too much fun to realize how epic this was, I feel. But the driver gets out, and some for whatever reason, he has a key to the park and he opens up the gate, right? Drives us in, goes back, locks the gate in. The road goes into the park. Right, and then we're in the park. We get the limo in the middle of the park. It's <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> looking out over the ocean, and There's it was a... beautiful there. Remember how nice it was? It was in a ripple. Oh, coffee! Oh, nice delivery. Not a ripple. Not a ripple on the water. There was a yacht with its sail up. Going through like 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 is this corner book? Oh like, yeah, it was like late and, summer. The leaves were just starting to change. Like uh, it was like and like thick, luscious green grass, but then yeah. not a not a rock or a weed at a place. And then the- and then us there just smoking three or four packs of cigarettes, spitting all over the ground, oh, <laughs> slugging back Bud Light seltzers. Oh my god! And ga- and uh, crooked feeder gastro pub. They're yes. they had about the tall boys in the rig for us. Yes, that's right. S- sm- smacking them back and. Oh my God! Just <laughs> just get the limo running for hours. <laughs> Didn't even turn the limo off. We're there for hours drinking in the park. Oh, At a man. park, it was like we had our own private park. Yeah, it was. It was wild. But it with that being said, I mean, I can't believe you guys held it together because, I mean, we, we got in to see that show, and it was the first time I've I'd gotten to see. I've seen all of you individually on different occasions, um, and but I'd never seen the tour kind of come together and, and the way it kind of works. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, for you guys to pull that together after that day that we had, I mean, I, I was having a hard time holding it together, just watching. I can't imagine trying to perform and, and I've performed in some gnarly states myself, but I mean, to, to, to try to hold that, that bit together, I was, it was, it was very, very impressive, but I mean, and it was also absolutely hilarious, Colin. I mean, you guys are so funny. I mean, I was happy to see that the, the show that I had seen, I mean, you were probably, you're probably 18 or 19 shows in. I think you're only going to do in a couple more. You're going to Port of Basque after that, Port of Port. I think you had a couple of couple extra ones after that. But, you know, at that point, you guys were really dialed in. I mean, it was and it was so funny. The crowd was great. And then we went for a big after party afterwards, which was which was such a laugh, too. Yeah, dude, it was. Um, I appreciate that. It was a lot of fun. Well, like I said, I had to chug back about four liters of water <laughs> about 16 minutes before I went out. Because I'm like, boss, I'm loaded. I can't be going up. It's a culture center, you know, like a crowd. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're full too, yeah. You know, and they're paying you know a good price for a ticket and stuff. You got to deliver a good show. You can't go up yeah. loaded, be a fucking idiot. Like you yeah. got to deliver, right? Yeah. And I'm there, but boss, I'm loaded. And I'm there just there slamming water, man. But thankfully, um, I had a few years there where I was an absolute alcoholic lush, 
and I done shows loaded. So I actually got experience with, you know, I know how to handle myself on stage with it now. Mix right. that with water and yeah, just managed to slam it an hour, slam water. I went up there and that was, a, I actually had a really fun set that night. I had a really fun show. I, I was happy with my performance and the crowd, man. Corner book is always wicked, man. The Arts and Culture Center, man. Like, like every time we do a show there, it is Dude, it's wicked. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's it's great. I, I agree with that. Even even performing out there playing music. I mean, it's always been been great to me and great to us. Every, every time we go out there, the crowds are always fantastic out there. And the people are just so appreciative. They love the they love some entertainment, right? Oh, they West Coast, Best Coast is a real thing. Like I I love it, man. Corner Brook, Pasadena, Deer Lake. Anytime, oh man. <laughs> anytime I do any shows out there or just go like well, last two years. Me and the girlfriend went there for vacation. We did staycation there in 2020, mm-hmm. and it was 2021. And we could have went Atlantic Bubbles up. We could have went to Halifax for vacation. You know, like would have been nice. Got done. We said no. Fuck that. We're going. We're going back again. Now we spend another week in Cornerbrook and a week in Grossmore. And um, man, I love going over there. And, and that was no comedy. That's just straight up hanging out. Yes. Yeah, no, it is. It's just like it's, a, it's over there, man. It's amazing. I always, you know, I'm obviously always chatting with tourists and stuff like that, you know, in the in the, in the summer and stuff. And people are always saying, oh, you know, should we get out to the West Coast? And I'm always like, yes, you 100. You have to get to the West Coast because it's a completely different beast out there. It's nothing like the East Coast of the island. I mean, it's it actually closely resembles, you know, the West Coast of the country, which is funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was doing a bit on that a while back about how like the island is like a miniature version of the country. Yeah, and, like, exactly. The coast of the island is kind of like the east coast of the country, you know, rugged, hard, don't know what kind of fucking weather you're going to get. When it is great, it's awesome. When it's, yeah. when it's shit, it's the worst. And, you know, it's it's really like party, party, drink, drink. And then you got like the center of the island, like Gander, yeah. and it's, like, which is like the center of the country, just flat. And it's, it's, it's all right. And yeah. it's, it's like, it's, 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 it's not amazing and it's not shit. It's just, it's just so, and it's, yeah, it's, and it's flat and it's nice and it's whatever. And then you get the West Coast of the island, and it's like, you know, it was like big mountains and skiing and snowboarding. And it's more like weed, uh, weed culture, and, yeah, and that, yeah. which is like BC, you know, with your, with your mountains and stuff. And it's just like it's a mini version of, of the country, is what it's. That's what it's like. That's what it feels like to me, anyways. Yeah, no, you're you're right, exactly. Yeah, a funny a funny story. I remember you guys telling us when we were on up on uh what you you called it the Signal Hill of of Cornerbrook. I can't that's what I called because I can't remember the name of it. I know, me neither. Yeah, I know. That's that's so funny, but it is that. I mean, you're up on top of the whole thing, looking down over the whole city. It's incredible up there. But I remember you were telling me something about. I think it was a gig or two before that. You were was it in Twillingate? You were shark fishing or something like that. Buddy, now that's a fucking story. So we left. Uh, <laughs> so we, we do the show, right? But he says to us, we're, we're, we're there about a split rock brewery there. And, it was Twillingate, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that's where it was. And um, and Mike McDonald. Yes, promoter. it was. It was Twillingate. Yeah. Yeah. Twillingate. And um, yeah, sorry. And uh, Mike McDonald, promoter out there. Beauty of a fella. And he was like, Bud, you want to go shark fishing tomorrow morning? And like, ha, 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 ha. You know, right? And he's like, no, seriously. He's like, uh, um, he gets his connection with these t- fellas in Hair Bay and uh, knows the only person in the whole province of Newfoundland Labrador that has his license. He's legally allowed to catch sharks, tag him, and put him back in the water. He's the only guy. And he has his own like um, show on TV, this hunting show on TV. And, um, and he has people coming. These tours come from all around the world. He takes them out to, ca- to catch sharks, right? And uh, he's like, yeah, just just comment, man. They'd love to have you. And 
and give them a plug on social media, right? Type thing. And for, because people outside of Newfoundland knows about it more than the people inside of Newfoundland know about it, right? Because mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. come from a way to do it. Anyways, we go out, man. We shows up next thing. Eight hours, eight hours later, we're waking up, right? Driving two hours from Twillingate to Hare Bay. If you don't know where Hare Bay is, is it Bagambo? And it makes Gambo look like St. John's, right? There's this little nutting community, like tawny community. You know what I mean? And beautiful spot, but it's really small. And we go there, and there's buddies there in a little, buddies 70 years old in a little aluminum boat, little, like, I don't know what it was, 12, 15 feet. And he goes, Yeah, jump in. Right. Like, I was thinking like a bigger boat, like a bit of like a long laundry type thing. Right. No, no. We're going to fly. We go 33 or was it? 33 miles or kilometers either way good good distance in this little boat right uh three four six of us and we go off like i say we're a few dozen kilometers outside man there's these big old swells man right and we put all the stuff in we're lying around the boat i fell asleep a bunch of us fell asleep in the boat just out there floating out in the middle of the ocean for like six hours eight hours nothing right and all of a sudden the, the line started to go, buddy. We were over an hour around there. Sure enough, we brought up, we brings in this seven foot uh, blue shark. And what an experience that was, man. It was so funny. And the funny thing was, too, was we got a bunch of that video. I made it as a vlog and I've edited it all. I've had like over an hour of footage myself and I got it all edited up now in 19 minutes. So I'm going to release it on YouTube as like a, as like a vlog or an episode or mm-hmm. whatever, right? But Mike was Mike was uh, seasick out there, right? <laughs> so he's throwing off. He threw it once. But what was hilarious was he, he went been, I don't know why I did throw up. But when we hauled the shark up, we were hauling it up over boat. <laughs> Just the timing of it, Mike. <laughs> and it was as if the shark. <laughs> the shark freaked me to made him throw up, but it wasn't. It was just timing. Right. <laughs> and it, like it was just so much, dude. And we went back to the cabin, relocated island, um, uh, Bragg's Island. It's called. We we're back there in the cabin, man, having whiskey and rum and beer, and back there and celebrating catching a shark and everything, man. It, it was a whole. It was an eighteen-hour day, man. But we went out there and caught a shark. And like that was one day out of three months. Like, yeah, right? Exactly. There's another another day where we picture you and Mark up in a limo yeah. and goes get day <laughs> drunk and it goes perform. Then has the after party down the cricket theater. Yeah. Right. That yeah. was another that was another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, uh, it's up- it's amazing, man. I mean, you know, the places that that exist on this island are are incredible. Oh. I mean, and and so many put so many places and, and, and things that, that people, I mean, I think especially on the <laughs> East coast of the Island have never seen or never taken advantage of. Cause sometimes I think a lot of people, especially from town and stuff, a lot of people don't even leave the overpass. I mean, you know what I mean? Like well, it's wild, like, you know, life. but there's the real, there's, there's a real love hate relationship with Newfoundland, Colin. I mean, I think everybody right. kind of feels that, but I mean, I, I you know, right. as a Newfoundlander who has, who's left Newfoundland, uh, you know, uh, thousands of times but and also lived away from newfoundland i feel like the love picks up a lot more when you're away and then you know you kind of hate it a bit more when you're here which is interesting but you know what's your kind of take on that i mean do you think that newfoundlanders have like a love-hate relationship with this place (laughs) they absolutely do and if they don't they're delusional 
Because, <laughs> <laughs> because if or something, you know what I mean. If 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 you full on love it, then uh, I don't know. Just, either you're delusional, or you got some sort of height of appreciation, or so, somebody hurt you in the past really bad, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or if you really hate it, then you know you're you're just. Uh, you, you're, you're a bit too, it's you can't i feel like you can't love it or hate it you got to love and hate it mm-hmm. it's definitely love hate man because i mean i love so much about it and i hate so much about it i know i got a, the biggest love hate relationship maybe right now right the fucking the hospital right you seen this with eastern health oh right man the, oh my god right you, you, you're going in they're filling everything in with paper because the system got hacked Right. And it's and and, 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 and and just thousands of cancer patients not getting chemo right now because it because the kid because they never had a secure enough system uh, and now it's hacked. And now like, this is what this is what pisses me off. This too is that you got Saskatchewan got hacked. Right. And and none of us got hacked. Right. And what that was was that the, this was cyber attacks and then they, had, they, they took everything, all the information, all the stuff. And they said, if you want it back, none of it. They, checked, they held the information for a $5 million ransom, right? So none of it had to pay $5 million to get all, their, to get all the stuff back. And they figured that that's what this is, right? And they figured some ransom will come in in the next few days. And then that's that, right? But it might not be that. But here's the thing. It looks like it is that. And it's already happened to two provinces before. Like, what, why didn't Why not see- step up the, the game here? Like, oh, you should probably look at our security now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, no, no one's going to take a little new land. We'll leave that be, right? But it's just like, like it's it's always something, man, right? Then there is. Gotta- There's always something. I mean, it's, it's, it's wild here. I mean, I think the biggest thing with Newfoundland is people love the people. I mean, the people and, but the people are also poisoned sometimes too. Don't get me wrong. I mean. Nobody hates seeing a Newfoundlander get ahead more than a Newfoundlander sometimes, which is wild. But a lot of people don't feel that same way either. Don't get me wrong. And at the same time, nobody loves seeing a Newfoundlander get ahead like another Newfoundlander at the same time. Yeah, exactly. It's my fault. It's my fault. Because I've been on both ends of that. Yeah. Right? And I'm sure you have too. Like, like you see with this tour, like, 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 let's be honest. Like, this tour is one, like, a very successful nationwide tour and whatever. But I mean... I mean, let's be honest, 90% of what's coming out, if you put all the numbers together across the country, is, is Newfoundlanders coming out to support us because they want to see us succeed. It's mm-hmm. amazing the thing. Other provinces don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, diff- it's a different grind being, you know, b- being a comedian somewhere else. They don't have the pride of their province following them wherever they go. You know, yeah, uh, we do. It's amazing. But if you also fuck up once or or do something or do something they don't like, though, man, they'll come with the pitchforks and they'll go. I mean, I seen it last year. I mean, Oh, Jesus Christ, I had two mobs after me in the same year, right? I did a Suli rant and I had a bunch of them after me after that. And then it was and then I made a I made a post and and then Mrs. Diggs up tweets from fucking eight years ago and all this other stuff. And he's like, fuck him, man, fuck him. <laughs> Just absolutely trying to ruin me. Getting put no tweets, no context, don't know what fucking headspace I was in, what shit I was going through when I said it. That how did don't you, matter. How did you, I don't really ask you about that, but how did you deal with that, man? That must have been challenging. I mean, mentally, that must have been just Buddy, you have no idea. I packed on some weight. I'll tell you yeah. what, I ended up having doing a 75 hour challenge because I had no clothes to fit me. Right? I went to my closet one day, couldn't find anything to fit me because I just locked myself in my room. I'll tell you how I did with it to get away from reality. I put myself into a virtual reality. I played 14 hours of Warzone every day and ate wedge fries. <laughs> 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 mm. 
Yeah, went, went five strictly. And that, was my, and that was my escape, man. And I just got away and I just like try to like sit in the pocket, kind of or outside the pocket, or you want to look at it and just like get away, man, and uh and let the storm well, it's tough, man. I mean, that's that's kind of you know, it kind of stuff blows up here. I mean, when it seems like every week there's something new happening. I mean, I kind of wanted to ask you about what what, what your opinions and thoughts were on the uh I don't know if you've seen recently. I know you've been, you know, you've been traveling and, and doing gigs and stuff. But I mean, with the city and the growlers, have you caught any of that stuff that's been going on? What a, what a crock of shit that is. The city <laughs> should ashamed of themselves is what I'm thinking about that. Because, and listen, all I got, all I got is from the bit I'm reading. Like, listen, me, you, and everyone got a comment on it, right? When most people don't know. And I'm going to be one of them people. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> but like, just from the city, the, what I have seen, the body of work that I've seen from the city year after year, and what I've seen recently on this, it sounds like the city got a fucking problem, man. It sounds yeah. like they got a big egotistical fucking problem. Like the way I seen it was was now I could be wrong, but uh growlers and they lost the edge. That was over fucking bullshit, right? They're cold as fuck. And, and and with negotiations and they weren't like this is such a selfish thing like the city should be thinking okay everybody's just been locked up for a long time with nothing you know what like just put our bullshit aside for a year let's get sports back in the city let's get let's let's give this city a shot in the arm that it needs let's like and not you know, only like, not only for like for people's enjoyment i mean i mean there's there's so much trickle down from all this i mean all the businesses and all the hotels and restaurants and and everything loses here right nobody wins i mean nobody fucking wins including the city yeah the, exactly the, they, they lose too so it's like it's like right it's like it's, it's it mary mean. brown's loses Mary Brown, yeah, even Mary Brown's loses, right? Like this is okay. This is so bad that everyone was people were shitting at Mary Brown's for buying that. Which, by the way, it's just a business decision. Don't shit at Mary Brown's for buying it. Like, if anything, if you want to shit on anyone for it, you can shit on Mall One for selling it to them. But don't shit on Mary Brown's for buying it. Well, well, I mean, it also could just it could have easily been the Loblaws Center or yeah, the, Wal- the Walmart Center. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? What's the fucking difference? Yeah, at least Mary Brown's is local. Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, I love it. I, I personally love the Mary Brown's decision. I think that's actually awesome. Yes, man. Go to the fucking two-piece box now. Eh? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> But like I no man, I think I think they fucked up big time. It, the way it was the way I understood it was this was uh they said tickets are on sale, right? And then um people were calling down and they couldn't get anybody entered the box office, right? So this is how I understood. It. I don't know if this is how it went down or not at all, but then Obviously, the owner, Dean, right, he, he was getting frustrated that there was no one there to answer the calls or a website couldn't t- sell tickets. And the public was getting frustrated that no one was answering the calls and t- sell tickets. Like, it wasn't just Dean. It was the public and Dean, like, everyone's frustrated that you got nobody to answer the fucking phones. You got nobody at the box office. Come on, boys. Like, we're trying to, we're, you know, we're, tr- we're trying to give you money. I'm trying to rent your building. You know what I mean? Like, I'm paying rent for your building, I expect for you to have someone in the box office if I'm giving you rent. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it fucking works. Yeah. Don't and seem it, like rocket science. <laughs> right? It's not rocket science. And then because he shows some frustration, the public shows some frustration. They said, they, they, instead of them, instead of them being like, you know what? You're right. Man, we're like, we, we totally deserve this, you know, this frustration coming at us. We, we deserve this frustration. We're sorry. 
we'll get it. We'll make it up to you. Yada, yada, yada. I said that early. How fucking dare you talk to us like that? That's it. Do you know the stress that you're putting on our box office workers? Do you know the stress you're by at that? That's it. No hockey for anyone. <laughs> you, you no hockey for you. No hockey for the public because you're like what? And, and, and they made it sound like he's down there at the fucking porch balling off some person making minimum wage stressing him out you know as goddamn well he wasn't he was whoever he's talking to he's talking to he's in emails and he's he's talking to management people he's not down there talking to some miss, mrs or fellow making minimum wage stressing them out so what do you mean you're stressing them out and i mean was it, Dude, there was so much bullshit to that fuck the city fuck the city for that and they fucked over the edge yeah, I know. And, and then they got this rogue thing coming in and <laughs> fucked them too. Cause I'm not going, cause I like, like, I like, listen, obviously you wish no harm on anyone. You want the people to go down there and play basketball and fucking whatever, but I'm not, I refuse to buy a ticket and I love sports, but buying a ticket to support the city after all the bullshit they're doing. Cause here's what else is going to happen. I'm sorry I'm going off, but it, it fucking fires me up. Cause now they're going to go to court. Dean's going to sue him. He's going to win, right? He's going to get millions of dollars. So now, the city is going to pay out millions between between the payout to Dean and the lawyers to fight it, millions of dollars. And guess and where, where that, that money is coming from? from? It don't come from the fucking sky, I can tell you that. It comes from my pocket, it comes from your pocket, it comes from everybody watching this, and everyone in the city, it comes from ours. So they literally said, oh, you're upset there's no one at the box office, are you? Well, here, let us put, there, fuck you, and puts the hands in our pockets and, get, and, and flips us the birds. That's what it's like. Yep. Like, what kind of... What kind of city is that, man? The really interesting thing I find with the, the couple of interesting things I find with all that is <clears throat> if there was an issue with somebody, you know, if they were verbally harassing somebody at the box office or, you know, none of us know the details. So it's, it's tough to kind of comment on that and what the issue was. But it seems like such an abrupt thing to kind of shut down the whole team for that reason. I mean, I seen a great tweet. It was like someone tweeted, said, you know, I. You know, I've seen um, uh, city metro bus workers get harassed daily. They don't shut down the, the bus because of that. You know, it's uh, they they right right. They can, you know, they can find they can find those those issues with those people, and they deal with those accordingly. I mean, but it's not like you just don't shut down the whole operation because of that. I mean, it's just so much like trickle down, and 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 the edge is another right. thing. I mean, listen, I'll be the first to say, you know. The, the, the league that the edge are in, it's not, it's not a, a crazy great league. Okay. It's not, you know, it's not like, it's not like the AHL of basketball. It's, it's, oh. it, it's, it's, it's a league. I mean, it's great basketball. It was great that we had Carl English here, but listen, what the, the edge the, did, the edge made a great, they made that team as exactly as possible for that league. That oh man. And they sold tickets. I can't imagine yeah. any of these other places across Canada selling the same amount of tickets that the edge brought in. They brought a real community and they brought basketball back yeah. to St. John's, which is incredible. Yeah. Right. And now they went and lost them. And now they brought in this Newfoundland Rogues team, which is an even worse division. I read something today. Apparently there's four and five pointers in this league. <laughs> yes. And do you know, I want to do a video rant on this, but do you know, apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard from a decent enough source that, that you know what the franchise fee is to get a team in that league? You're going to love this. <laughs> five grand. <laughs> Buddy, you know what you get for five grand? A 2009 fucking cobalt. <laughs> right you can't get a pickup truck for five grand that's no. just like fuck, you know what i mean like like the things that like jesus you, the banners on the side of mile one down there probably cost five grand 
yeah right like like it's 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 fuck all money it's five grand like think about it me you manning brian mike brent a few other hands should we can all chip in 500 to a thousand bucks each right <laughs> Right. Uh, like, like just dude, uh, we can all throw one killer gig together and then take the money from the gig. Now we, now we, we legitimately can have a team in this league. Like legit, that's not out of the question at all. Like that's insane, man. That's not a real league. <laughs> it's like that. They're gonna, they're gonna substitute that, buddy. I, there was a soccer league out Mount Pearl, and I donated thirty five hundred dollars of that for their jerseys when I was in real estate. Right, I pretty much had my own soccer team in Mount Pearl for a year. <laughs> right, and that was thirty five hundred. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's a, that's a sponsorship, not a fucking yeah. franchise. Like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But, but I mean, you said it earlier. I mean, neither of us. I mean, you don't wish any harm. I mean, harm is not the right word, but you don't wish any misfortunes, ill will, Ill will yeah. or misfortunes to to anybody to anybody trying to put something together, but. It just leaves a bad taste, I think, with the with the people in the city. I mean, after kicking out the team that people had, had a, they come attached to, I mean, they brought basketball here. Everyone thought it was going to flop. It didn't flop. They had a good team. They put a good team together. They had a good marketing plan. They had a, they sold a lot of tickets. They got people attached to this team. What happens? City kicks them out. Boom. Bring in the ground. And the same thing with the Growlers, man. It's the same thing with the Growlers. The, they bring in the Growlers. Everyone says, ah, East Coast League, bye. You know, it's not the AHL. It's not what the ice caps are going to be. They bring in this real competitive team. Great marketing, great jerseys, great everything. They, great nail, they nail the team. They're not the St. John so-and-so. They're the Newfoundland Growlers. I mean, they represent our province, not just, yeah. not just the city, not just the town. And they come in. What do they do in the first year? They win. They win the cup. They win. They actually win the cup. Like they win the cup in their inaugural season. Then fucking COVID happens. Then the city kicks them out because somebody got told off down the box office. <laughs> I tell you what, it's a horrible look. So Leafs Nation, which I know I'm sure you're familiar with. I know you're a Leafs fan like myself. Like the, in general, or are you talking about like the Facebook group? <laughs> yeah, like the Facebook group, the yeah, website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you know, there's yeah. millions of followers on it, millions yeah. of subscribers. So they, the w- website, leafsnations.ca or whatever it is.com. They wrote an article on us, and buddy, it uh, it's not good PR for St. John's or for Newfoundland. No, it's it's really bad. And like, so because Growlers are on the road for four uh, four and zero oh on the road, and four and zero, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, four and zero. Oh, yeah, it's no big deal. And then uh, they're supposed to come back and have um, you know, have their home opener here and they're on the fucking just undefeated. And then they get they, they get hauled out and leave Nate and that now they're up playing across from Air Canada Center no, where the Marlies play. No, it's, no, 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 no. <laughs> have you heard the latest? <laughs> they're playing. In, they're playing in CBS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, but they had games. Yes. No, they never played there. They never played any games there. You sure? Yeah. No, they uh, they went four and zero, I think, and and then uh, and then I think they're the six games that were supposed to happen. I think the first the ho- six home games. I think are, are are I think they're starting this Friday. Is what what they are. Oh, okay, deadly. Because I knew I knew guys moved to CBS, but I figured they at least played a couple home games up in uh, Toronto until they could get back to CBS. Yeah, yeah, I pr- I'm pretty sure that they're uh, they never played any any games. They were up to practicing, I think, for a couple of days, and then they got to move to uh, to CBS. There, I think that's a great spot for them. That arena is beautiful. If you yeah, it is. I mean, and and you got to imagine, Colin. I mean, there's so much more behind the scenes of all this shit, man. It's not just about the boys suiting up and going and playing hockey. I mean, there is. 
there's there's uh, sponsors, there's there's marketing, there's uh, tons of different elements to this team that they want them in Newfoundland, man. I, I mean, anybody who's sponsored this team, who has bought any any type of shares or bought into this team somehow, you want them representing Newfoundland. You don't want them playing in in Toronto, right? No, Jesus, no, man. But I, I think CBS is going to be good for them because there's a hockey culture out there with senior hockey and everything. Yes, exactly. And, and uh, now, like people who are living like Holyrood or uh, like Avondale and, yep, and yep. Roberts and all that stuff, like they'll Carboneer, like it's a bit bit more accessible. For What's them that arena hold out there? I wonder. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the It's the biggest arena in Newfoundland. It's on them all one. Okay, we cool. did our, we did our, we did our comedy show out there in. Yep. Uh, in 2018 but is that 2000 for a comedy show or 2000 for a hockey game uh jesus that's a great because question. yeah I, I think it's less than that I, I i don't say it's 2000 in the stands maybe 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 not maybe, not. maybe you're right but yeah because we had 1800 at the show yeah but and i know there's a lot of floor seats for that obviously but it's a big arena though man there's lots oh of yeah seats. no no it, it is a big arena absolutely i know that yeah yeah no doubt what does well, what does what does uh what does glacier and pepsi center hold I think Glacier only holds like maybe 500, 750, I would think, in, in the stands. Okay. Yeah. Well, and the Pepsi I mean, Center is probably yeah, a little bit bigger. Too, man. Growlers weren't selling at 5,000 at a mile one. I mean, like you said, it wasn't the ice caps, right? No, were, exactly. They, they, they were, I don't know what the average was, but if I had to guess, it's at 1,500. But you know what I mean? I'd be willing to bet, you know, they're coming back on opening weekend and it would have been, you know, I'm sure opening weekends a sellout, right? You know what I mean? And then you kind of pick and choose your games throughout. And all really, it all depends then on the success of the team. I mean, you put together a good team and you put together a good product, you're going to get the fans in the building, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think, I, I could be wrong. I could be. I, I could totally be shitting the bed on this on this view here. But I think they're going to do well in CBS. I think it's going to be good. And I think because here's the thing: even if you only get 500 people out there, I mean, the arena's half full or you know close yep. to it. Like it's going to be a better atmosphere. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the arena's brand new. It's beautiful. Speaking of uh, atmosphere and being in the building, uh, you're going to uh, Calgary and Nashville tonight. Yes, Flames and Predators at Saddle Dome. Yeah, I can't wait. I That's gonna wait. be a blast, man. Flames are rolling right now. They are on no, fire. Man. Yeah, man. Uh Markstrom, three shutouts in four games or something. Yeah, he's or, been or... incredible, man. And they're just rolling. And that was a huge, huge road trip for them. I think they've been six and oh on the road trip or five and one. I mean, really, really good turnout. I mean, that's great to see for Calgary. Um, have you been watching any of the Leafs? <laughs> <laughs> the boys are like getting really excited when they're beating Chicago and Detroit. I mean, I mean, that's bad. That's bad. Oh, uh, that's, 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 that's Leafs Nation for you, baby. Oh, buddy. So I'm a diehard Leafs fan like yourself. And some people say this is sacrilegious and I'm um, playing with blood money and all this other stuff. But I did something I've never haven't done. I, I created an account on Bodog before the season started. You bet against the Leafs. And I put $100 down that they missed the playoffs. <laughs> and they're my team. That's how, like, because, buddy, let well, listen. I'll, I'll tell you one thing about betting. One thing about betting there is that if it, you're going to win either way, win either way. That's the way I looked at it. Exactly. Yeah, you win right. either way. They either make the playoffs and you're happy, or they lose yeah. and you win something. So yeah, it softens the blow. I got seven hundred bucks because <laughs> <laughs> that's that was seven one odds. Yeah, it's seven hundred dollars right there. Yeah, so I was like, all right, man, I'll take that. But dude, let me tell you, man, uh, it's. Um, Trouble in Leafland, man. There's always trouble in Leafland. I mean, the contracts got us fucked. I mean, we're 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 we're, we're tapped out on money. Um, they just re-signed Morgan Riley, which is great. I mean, that that re-signing I think really worked in our favor because I think if he walks, he gets a bigger contract summer, but for a shorter term. 
But if he walks at the end of the year, you really don't get anything in return for him. And you probably don't lock up another defenseman the same caliber as him for seven and a half. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I thought that was a great signing. If oh, man. To, if he went to market, he was getting more than that for sure. He got down here for the Norris two years ago. Dougie Hamilton just got $9.5 million, right? Yep. I think yep. Raleigh's better than Dougie Hamilton personally. Yep. That's just yep. me. You know, yep. he's 27. Yep. He's a defenseman at 27 years old. They just got nominated for Norris at 25. And, and some people are upset at 7.5. I was like, well, wow, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Because, and it's a contract that you'll be able to move. You'll be able to move if you need to move it down the road. There's a rebuild happening in a few years or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's a contract you can move. Exactly. And and the other side of it, too, is by, by re-signing, the Leafs were allowed to sign him to an extra year. So it basically got him what he would have probably got at 8.5 or a nine in another market for a shorter term. So it, it works out in the Leafs favor. I think, I mean, plus the Leafs finally next year, get rid of Phil Kessel's contract. <laughs> That's nice, right? Isn't that nice? <laughs> He's only gone on to win two Stanley cups and hasn't played with the Leafs in six years, but whatever. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, they always said, you never win a cup with Kessel. you never win a cup with Kessel. Right. What did they do? Two teams found a way to win a cup with Kessel. Or, well, same team, but, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Found a way to win a cup with Kessel. I was like, yes, you can. There's the players around him. But he's putting up 80 points a year, like clockwork. He's the problem. He's not the fucking problem. Put some <laughs> fucking players around him. Get a GM to what he's at. by. Jesus. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely, absolutely. I thought um, it was better to let Hyman go, man. Oh, man, Hyman was a tough one there, man. The money wasn't there. He deserved to get paid. There's just, there's no room for him because the big dogs took the money, man. I mean, that's it. Really, the only person on the Leafs who, who I consider, oh, look, your little buddy there in the background. He's cute. <laughs> that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the Matthews is going to, is going to, is going to warn. <laughs> Matthews is going to warrant the money. I mean, he's going to get that money no matter what. It's the, the Marner, the Marner contract really kind of stings to me a little bit. You know, he's, he's, he's getting a little bit more than I, I, I had pictured that he, he should be getting, which, if he doesn't get that money, it frees up space for other players to, to make some room there. You know what I mean? So, but now you got to sign guys like Nick Ritchie, who's they put him on the first line for the second game. And now he's a fourth line bum. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, you know, what the hell's going on? Right. What is going on? Like to me, this is, this is, see, the only, the only thing I like of it, not signing Harmon was that he, what did he sign seven years? He did, didn't he? He signed like a seven year cut. So five and a half. Yeah. Yeah, so like to me, it's like I think year five, six, seven. I think he's, I think he's gonna be pretty garbage. To be honest, I think his knees are gonna be fucked. Yeah, he, he has bad knees. There's, there's been a, a big, big, uh, you know, discussion around that. I was actually chatting with with a couple friends of mine who who are actually know the ins and outs of, of a bit more Leafland, literally. And uh, uh, they were chatting and, and saying, you know, obviously Hyman's a great guy in, in the locker room and, and all that stuff, but he. Uh, Inevitably, his knees are, are shot. So, I mean, you're right, Colin. I mean, the end of his end of his contract is going to be going to be trouble, right? Yeah, the back half of his contract would be a nightmare to have. So yeah. that part, I'm like, all right, let him go. I get it. Mm-hmm. But the other part was like, Buzz. But what? But uh, do you want to win? Are, are you expecting to win in year five, six, seven, or do you think like now is the time? Like the next few. With that years, being said, I think they're eight and one. So. <laughs> I think they're, right. they're rolling right. right now. Yeah. And like, when are you trying to win a cup? Are you trying to win a cup in the next few years? Or are you trying to win a cup five to seven years from now? Because it should be in the next few years. And yeah. you're still good for that. Yeah. So to me, it was like, this is how I seen it. And I know this might be a, a fucked up way of looking at it. But you could have moved. Like you, you're trying, you got to ask yourself, who's more valuable to the team? Nylander or Hyman? Just the way I, this way I look at it. 
Nylander's getting about seven million a year, six point nine million a year, right? So he's seven million. So now you're saying no, we'd rather have Nylander over Hyman, right? But to me, it's like finding another Hyman. It's way easier to find another Nylander than it is to find another Hyman because you. I mean, we've seen it time and time again over the years. You can get someone that's got a solid scoring touch, and then you put him with a high caliber player like like Chris Kunitz in Pittsburgh. Perfect. Right, you know, you put him with Crosby. He was always like twenty goal scorer. Then he was fucking getting forty goals. He's a Crosby. Jonathan Chichu back in San Jose back in the day. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He was like twenty goal scorer. He all of a sudden he's with Thornton. All of a sudden forty goals. So you can find someone who's got an offensive touch that's good and get him for like three, four million and plug him in. You don't you don't need any Leonard at seven. This is how I'm seeing it, right? Mm-hmm. And you put him up there, and now you got that money. Now you got the heartbeat of the team because when he was injured last year. He was out for two or three weeks. They lost almost every game when he was gone. And then when he came back, they started rolling again, right? Their funk was when he was at the lineup. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, so the proof is in the pudding how he he's the heartbeat to the team. He makes the team go. I will say, and, uh, Mike, Michael Bunting. I don't know if you've caught much of the game. He's Michael, awesome. I love yeah, him. he's kind of slipped into that new Hyman role, which I've liked. I mean, he's got grit. He's in the corners. He's chippy out front. He's not quite yeah. the same caliber as Hyman, but he's also a lot lower price tag. And he's 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 technically yeah. still a rookie, right? So. I mean, he could actually win the Calder this year because he only has rookie rookie numbers and, and games played and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see how he he plays out. Well, that that is the other side to it, and I I love him. Yeah. I do love him. Yeah. Well, I yeah, we just uh, I don't know, man. We we definitely need someone. Else. We, we, and listen, and and uh, you could say, oh, we need to build better people around him, this and that. But the boss got to step the fuck up too. Sure, like in like 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 Matthews Mariner. Okay, Tavares got well, two or three goals now. He's starting he's starting to turn it around a bit. <clears throat> that's great. But even in the playoffs last year, sure. Nylander had half the goals on the team for fuck's sakes in the, in, the, in the whole series, right? Like you, you look at it. doesn't matter what bottom three and bottom four you got. If the boss that you're, the boss that you're paying 20 and 30 million, right? Cause, cause, cause Tavares got his head knocked off. Right. So he was out. And then you have Matthews and Mariner. If the boss aren't, if they're not scoring, it don't matter who you got on your third and fourth line. Right. So at the end of the day, it still comes back to them too. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, Got no it, like, absolutely. Awesome. I seen a stat. I seen a stat today. Uh, Dawson Mercer has more goals and assists than uh, than uh, Matthews and Marner combined. <laughs> wow, it's great for Dawson Mercer, though. It is. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun watching him. I've actually, I've actually caught a few uh, few uh, Jersey games. Actually, cause, I mean, because I've been watching him because he's he's a great little player. Jesus, actually taking him on a few DraftKings lately too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's killer him and Newhook. Yeah, new hook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, boys are are, are really doing great. But I, I, I sorry, I want to get back into the comedy real quick before we get going here because I uh, I do have to run pretty sh- pretty soon here. I, I actually have a ten disappointment. But um, I wanted to ask you. Well, I know you, you. So you just wrapped up the tour, obviously in 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 um in Fort Mac, uh, best kind of comedy tour. 41, 40 shows, supposed to be forty one, but we lost one because of COVID. I mean, we had uh, uh yourself, Colin Hollett. Uh, Mike Lynch, Brian Aylward, both previous guests on the show. And of course, uh, the ever entertaining, probably the funniest out of all of you, Brent Mack. So, uh, <laughs> wizard, dude. he Brent is, man. He's a legend. I mean, I mean, it's amazing what this guy does. I mean, he's the busiest man on planet earth and he does everything with the biggest, biggest fucking smile on his face. It's biggest incredible. Smile, the best energy. And dude, he was really creative to make the tour happen to help yeah. us because because <clears throat> for anyone who don't know, Brent does, he does all the admin work for us. He does all the booking, all the scheduling. 
He books our hotels, rental cars. He books our flights and send us itineraries and everything, man. He does it all for us, man. Yeah, yeah. And he did a stellar job. And without him, people keep thanking us all. Thank you so much for coming to Barneyville. Thanks so much for coming to Fort Mac. Thanks so much for coming to Cologne. And without him, we don't come there. Yeah, like, exactly. You no, know, he's so for sure. So you're in Calgary now. You're catching the game tonight. When are you back in Newfoundland? I fly out tomorrow at noon and I land like 2 a.m. Thursday morning. Okay. So what's uh, what's on the schedule for, for Colin Holland? Any any upcoming any gigs on the island or what's going on? Yeah. So me and Brian, uh, we said, man, there's no reason why we can't do a few more shows when we get back for people who missed shows at the Best Con Comedy Tour. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're just doing a few. We're doing um, November 18th. We're back out in George's Brook, Milton at the Cultural House. Uh, where we performed at Best Contour. Uh, we're in Grand Falls, Windsor. Um, that's a classic theater. Uh, the first Thursday, December. I think that's December 2nd. I can't quite remember, but I think that's what it is. We're in uh, Ghouls, December 4th. Ghouls. And Rose. yeah, and we're in New West Valley, December 3rd. Doing, I never performed her before. So it's me and Brian, and we're bringing our buddy Paul Warford, who's been on Just for Last. Yeah. Uh, hilarious dude. Paul and is hilarious. Yeah. He's so funny, and he's going to host us. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, so, no, working, so working, folks, uh, are those dates released yet? So I got the posters. I'm just, I've been trying to wait for just to get the other show like 100% confirmed. Okay, and, sure. Yeah. But yeah, like, so yeah, keep an yeah. eye on your social media and stuff like that, and and, and the, the, the dates will be posted, right? And tickets will be on eventbrite.ca. And a couple of tickets are already up for St. Cools and Clarenville, George Brook, just Clarenville. They're already up for sale on eventbrite.ca. You can get them right now. Just type in eventbrite.ca and you just type in my name or Brian's name and insert yep. them. You'll, you'll see the tickets there to go get. Well, listen, man, there's a ton that we didn't catch on today or touch on today. Let's 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 uh let's make a pact here. I'd love to have you back for round two. Maybe sometime, yep. uh, maybe um you know after Christmas sometime we can chat a little bit more. See where the Leafs are, are at, uh, you know, and throughout the season we could chat about some of the shows over over the holidays and all the stuff that's kind of going on, and, and we can touch on some you know a bunch of the other stuff that we, we kind of missed today. But it was a really great chat. I really really appreciate you uh, you taking the time to do this for me today, Colin. Really that's appreciate awesome. it, man. So glad you asked me. And I just bought a couple grand worth of gear too while I was up here on this trip. And I'm getting my my, uh, my podcast fired up and good to go. And I'd love to have you on that too. Hey man, I'd love to drop in. That would be a laugh. I would be uh, I would be uh, uh, honored to come in and have a and shoot some shit with you. Only yes, if we get we get Tyler on to go though too. I want to get Tyler on to go too. Oh dude, hundred percent. He's a st- he's a staple on it now, man. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. All right, man. Listen, um, really, really appreciate it again. And make sure you check out uh, Colin Holland. Look up on all the social medias. Where can we find you on social media, Colin? Facebook, Instagram, Colin Hollis. That's all right. Simple. Nice and easy. I got to get that far. It up. It's Colin Howell. It's all, it's all just Colin Howell. It's simple. All right. I love it. All right. Thanks again, Colin. We'll chat with you soon, man. Cheers. Love you, buddy. Big thanks to Colin. What a laugh. Always funny chatting with him. His laugh is contagious. I mean, once Colin starts laughing, you just can't help but not laugh yourself. Um, he is a he's a funny cat, and he, he he wears his heart on his sleeve, and he tells it like it is. I mean, you can't ask for much better than that. Honestly, I I, I had so much more to ask him, but he's he's you know he's great to have a chat with, and um, you know very easy to converse with. So uh, I will have him back on again one of these days, and, and we can shoot the breeze on on a bunch of other stuff. 
but it was great to get some insight on uh on you know the whole tour with the guys i mean it was great to catch up with them out and out in corner books so it was fun to hear what they had to uh, had to say about it all and and you know especially their trip out to the west coast of uh, of canada um you know that about does it for me guys um really appreciate everybody for tuning in again really uh, sticking with the podcast and and all the good things that come with it um you know, once again, I'll mention my show again. If you feel so inclined, love to see you. Really hoping to uh, get a good crowd on hand. We're about just over half the tickets sold right now, so that's a, that's a great sign. Uh, it's coming up next weekend, Saturday, November thirteenth, at the uh, legendary uh, Ship In Pub here at um, in beautiful downtown St. John's. And I'll just be doing a couple sets solo, playing a bunch of my original stuff and, and a few covers, obviously. But you know, that about does it for me, guys. From downtown St. John's, Newfoundland, I'm Dave Whitty. Peace.